0: It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey.
1: What a great title and good to be with you and to speak into this theme of keep the faith. I like that. It probably says or suggests something, keeping the faith means, well, have you noticed that faith is not easy? It's not easy keeping the faith, particularly in a nation like ours, you know, we're not exactly um, the flavour of the month, are we? The church, there's a lot going on in the church, in our nation, a lot of bad press, and it's very easy to take a bit of a faith hit. It's like, you know, it can unravel us and unsettle us and this is just a time we've got to be resilient and we've got to keep the faith and we've got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and it's more than just willpower, we need the Spirit of God to strengthen us, we need to be connected, it's very hard to keep the faith when you live in isolation but to be planted in a local church and a church like Elevate Church where, you know, we we address these issues and we encourage one another to keep the faith. Let's stay strong together. Interesting, you know, for for some time, I don't know when it all started, the concept of recognising and honouring people who have excelled in their particular field, whether it's in Sport, film, music, and we've come up with this concept of let's call it the Hall of Fame. And so, even in Australia, you know, we have different Halls of Fame, and we have the the um, Sport Australia Hall of Fame. And not surprising, you would find names like you know Sir Donald Bradman and Margaret Court, uh, Peter Brock in motor racing, and then more recently Lane Beachley. I don't know any of you know Lane Beachley. Uh, great woman surfer in time, probably uh, Stephanie Gilmore will find her name in the Hall of Fame at some point, AFL Tony Lockett, you know there's just dozens and dozens of people that we have recognised and we honour and they're part of, whether it's an actual place you go to where all their their photos are and footage or it's just a, a platform of some sort of here is the Hall of Fame. You go to the Bible into the New Testament, a book called Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 11, there's a part that's devoted to the hall of faith of uh, men and women who have excelled and have done amazing things for the Lord and have demonstrated resilience and great faith. And when you look at the list, obviously for this unknown human author, the purpose wasn't to write every name down. Uh, some get a mention. You know, there'd be times you might look at the list and think, "Oh, I can't believe they didn't mention this name or that name." And then there are others. You go Rahab. No, I don't know if you know about Rahab, but you find about her in the Old Testament, and she was a Canaanite prostitute and helped the Lord in a particular before a particular battle took place. It's like, wow, she she got a mention. That's pretty radical. And in fact, in that era, it was interesting to have women recognized for their leadership and everything like that and then there are some that their names are mentioned then there are others like Abraham and Sarah who we're going to look at today their name isn't just mentioned there's a number of ver- verses devoted to them um, and so yeah we've got all these verses devoted to Abraham and Sarah and so using them as an example of what it means to trust by faith So we're going to look at faith as we are in this series. And so we're going to start by looking at faith conceived. I'll explain that in a moment. But in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8, we read, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God when he called him to leave home, which was a place called Ur. (laughs) Imagine saying, hey, where do you live? "Uh, What, you don't know the name of the place? Uh, that's the name, it's in modern-day southern Iraq, you're going to leave home and go to another land that God will give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Faith is conceived. We need to be aware that Abraham lived well before the time of Moses, before the law of Moses, before what we call the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament, the Bible. There is no tabernacle, there is no temple, there are no priests and Levites, there are no religious festivals. So here we have a man trusting God by faith at a time when there weren't these other things like scriptures and places of worship. And so it was a very, a very raw faith. But at some point, God said to Abraham, Leave Ur. And go to a place I will show you. You will be on a needs-to-know basis. All I'm saying for now is leave. Now it was over 30 years ago I left Sydney and came to Perth. And it was a little bit of a big deal because I only knew two or three people in Perth. I was appointed as a youth pastor at church Christ and it was my little journey of faith. But it wasn't that big a deal because... I found out in in Perth, people speak English. Uh, We're all part of Australia. We've all got a similar heritage, whatnot. But for Abraham, it was leaving his father's land, uh, their culture, all of the different gods that they worshipped, um, all that history. And God said, I want you to leave the famia and I want you to go to a place I will show you later so let's just imagine this scenario so Abraham's heard that and the next day he's packing packing all their belongings getting all their the sheep and the the goats and the cows and everything all together and the neighbors say hey what what are you doing Abraham I'm packing packing why well I'm leaving oh you're leaving where are you going I don't know are you going north I don't know You going east? I don't know. Why you going? God told me which God? Well, God God. The God. I mean, that's faith. There is this little seed that has been planted in Moses. I'm to go. I just don't know where. All I know is I need to leave the familiar. So here is a little bit of a lesson before we go any further. Faith is a pilgrimage. It's a journey. It's not so much the emphasis is on the destination. It is the day by day, step by step. Who we are following is more important than where we are going. Part of our journey of faith is learning to follow God into uncertainty, into the unknown, into the unfamiliar. So here we have this couple, they've had this encounter with God, leave. They're now leaving not knowing where they're going. But we need to know this about Abraham and Sarah. Abraham is 75, Sarah is 65. They're unable to have children. Now I've got some very good friends that aren't able to have children. You know, there's certainly been a time of grief, but it's just, look, it's just, It's just how it is. Now, some might adopt, some might try IVF. There's a whole lot of journey. But back then, way before the time of Moses, shame was associated with barrenness. If you couldn't have children, there was a sense of shame on you. There was an understanding back then that if you don't have children, well, then there must be a curse on you. God is unhappy with you. I wonder what you have done that has caused God to withhold blessing. You are not blessed. So, again, imagine this couple, they're now going on this pilgrimage, but they've lived with this question from their friends. So, um, been married for five years, where's the baby? Been married for 20 years now, (laughs) where's the baby? You guys celebrating 50 years, awesome. Where's the baby? What have you guys done? You realise this is a curse on you that you can't have children. And God shows this couple, emotionally vulnerable, viewed as cursed, leave where you are familiar, what you've known, and go to a place I will show you. Faith begins with a word an idea. For some of us and probably for all of us here, we have received that seed of faith. We are saved by grace through faith. We receive the spirit of Jesus but there's a sense in which we receive the gift of faith. But as we go on our journey we realise God has given us gifts and abilities and there's anointing And so God not only has given us this seed of his life and salvation, but he's given us a dream, a vision. Uh, 1993, this random word was dropped into my spirit. Plant a church, start a church. Up until that time, I've studied theology in Sydney, Churches of Christ, I've been a youth pastor, start a church. I don't know how to start a church. It was almost like God said, "Um, I do. I'm just going to plan to see it. I'm not going to give you the timetable. I'm not going to give you all the details. All I need from you is, okay. And so I said, okay. Church started in a pub at Scarborough Beach. Wasn't on the plan, but that's just the way it evolved. 2018, write a book oh, I don't know how to write a book. I, I uh, You know, my background, God, you know, English, school, didn't do so well. I'm not a reader, but you've gone through some stuff. Write about it. Sometimes this conception of faith is just a burden, an idea, um, holy discontent, a frustration. And here is the faith lesson. Abraham had to be pregnant with faith before his wife was pregnant with a child. Before he could receive the promise, he had to have the gift of faith. He had to trust by faith. So they have this this faith. But then that faith had to be activated. And here's something that's happened to a lot of us. We apply for a uh, a credit card, whoever it's with, Visa, whoever, whatever bank, and uh, yes, you're, you're notified that it's been approved, and you'll receive a letter in a few days. It's one of the only letters I get now, apart from speeding fines. <coughs> Anyhow, this arrived in the mail, and it's, oh, I can start. Sp- oh no, before you start spending, before. Uh, we've empowered you to live beyond your means. Uh, before you do that, um, you, you need to activate your card. You need to go to a website or ring a number and press a couple of buttons and then it's activated. You've received it, but it needs to be activated. So faith is something we receive. We've, con- we've conceived it. There's this seed in us. We've got this idea, uh, Abraham, Sarah, okay, we're where to leave? I don't know. We're to leave and go somewhere. But then it, it needs to be activated We need to do something to make it a little bit more tangible. Genesis chapter 15 verse 5. We read that God took Abraham outside and he said in Genesis 15 verse 5, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to them, So shall your offspring be. Whoa. Faith is activated. Faith is now going to a whole other level. There's this idea where to leave. He's heard him, you know, you're going to have a child. Goes, really? <laughs> have you seen my wife? I mean, I'm 75, she's 65. This is, this is so strange. And then God said, no, I want you, God took him outside. Outside of what? Well, it must have been outside the tent. Nothing wrong with being in a tent. Tent provides shelter place to sleep and protects us from the elements but there are times God will take us outside of something or a situation and the way that faith is activated is he'll ask us to do something tangible for, for Abraham it was okay look at the stars oh I'm, I'm a nomad I, I travel all around all my life I see star- oh comment wow and you know it's just no look at the stars so shall your offspring be offspring a child to be good (laughs) I'm just thinking about a child it's like there's another lesson in faith sometimes it's like wow a child and God's going oh there's more you're thinking of a child I'm thinking of a nation so what I want you to do to activate your faith, I want you to look at the stars, so shall your offspring be. I'm just thinking I would have been grateful for one star, one sun. Just, and it's just like this galaxy of stars. It's just all, so I didn't know if it was like this, but wouldn't it be really cool if Abraham really got into it? Okay, uh, Rebecca, Josiah, Mary, Elizabeth, uh, Jacob, and he just started naming all of these stars, all these names of his Future, activating faith. My daughter Emily, when she was about 15, she had this real thing about New York. I think she just watched way too many chick flicks, didn't know that New York, there's another side of New York, but she just thought, oh, wow, Broadway and fashion and oh, wow. So she started a dream wall. So in the bedroom, she had a map of New York, she had all these different things of Broadway and she just started, she had an idea And then she activated her faith. She got out of her tent and did something tangible, visible to say, hey, when people walked in the room, what's that about? Oh, I I want to go to New York one day. Now, Emily's in her late 20s, hasn't been to New York, but I tell you what, that's what it means to activate faith. You might be a couple, you've been renting for a while, renting's good, but God says to you as a couple or as an individual, one day you're going to build a house. So what would that look like to activate your faith? I don't know. Buy a brick and put it somewhere. And when people say, why is there a brick in your living room? Oh, God's given us a dream of building a house. And this is our way of just, we just believe you. And this is a way, it's tangible. It's like it's a brick. But one day, God is going to stretch us, enable us to build a house. Wow, get out of the tent, yeah. activate your faith. Another lesson of faith is faith comes by hearing yes. the words. Amen. So all you have to do is hear the word. Now we live in a world that says, if you can see it, you can believe it. You know, if you can measure it, if science approves it, you know, if you've got data, you know, when you see it, you believe it. we go, no, no, no. Not faith. When we believe it, then we can see it. Faith comes by hearing the word. So faith, there's this conception. It is activated and at some point, faith is rewarded. Hebrews 11 verse 12. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. Question, when did Abraham receive the promise? Was it when his son Isaac was born? No. Abraham received the promise when he believed. The moment he believed, he could see. He was not perfect in that, but there was a time when God spoke the word, there was this conception, it was activated looking at the stars and it was like, I believe it because God said it. I can now see it. I can see a child. Hebrews eleven twelve, 12, and so a whole nation came from one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people like the stars in the sky, the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. After 25 years of waiting, they received a child. Abraham was 100 and his wife was 90. Imagine someone asking her, so how many children do you want? Are you kidding? One. That's it. Once I've had one at the age of 90, there is no way I'm going to have any more. Faith lesson, this is a beauty. Abraham and Sarah had a vision, but they didn't have a timetable. There are times God is going to give us a vision. We're going to have to trust by faith, but he won't give us a timetable. Because could you imagine for Abraham and Sarah, 75, 65, you're going to have a child, okay, cool, Uh, in 25 years. Huh? It was just day after day, year after year. It was just, trust me. Trust by faith. Here is a vision. You receive the seed. You've activated it. It's tangible. I'm just going to keep the turntable. Trust me. Well, as you know, the journey of faith doesn't finish there. During the time, faith is tested. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. That makes no sense. At the age of 190, respectfully, Abraham, and Sarah, they finally have a child, he might be 12, whatever, and God says, okay, you got your child, wow, yeah. kill him. What? Sacrifice him. Trust by faith. I love the Bible. I've read it a lot. It's, it's a good book. It's a bestseller. There are some verses and stories that are just so inspirational but there are some parts that make no sense. God said to Noah, Build an ark. Well, what's an ark? A big boat. Why? Because it's going to rain and the world is going to be flooded. What's rain? It hasn't rained. It doesn't make any sense. Hosea, great prophet of God. Okay, Hosea, I've got a woman for you. Oh, wonderful, I've been waiting for a lovely wife. Yeah, she's a prostitute. Marry her and she's going to be a visual demonstration of the unfaithfulness of my people. That makes no sense. Jesus said to four of his disciples, great fishermen, seasoned fishermen, Peter and Andrew, James and John, they spent a whole night fishing, nothing. Back on the shore, mending their nets, washing them, getting ready for the next day, thinking, oh, how do we explain to our wives? We caught nothing, we can't pay the bills. Jesus comes along, you caught nothing. Oh, hello? Oh, go back out and put it into deep water. Jesus, you're a carpenter, preacher. <laughs> We're fishermen. But because you say so, great catch of fish. But it didn't make any sense. You've got a son, you're grooming him, he's at an age, you know, there's your future, sacrifice him. Abraham almost did it and God said, stop, stop. It was a test because it's not just about the promised child, it's the carrier of the vision. God doesn't want just that vision to be fulfilled, he wants us the people carrying the vision, the people who are infected with this virus of God's kingdom, to have a greater capacity to deal with these things that God has for us. So the things that, you know, when God said, plant a church, I, I, I had a very, very limited capacity. But as it began, as I began to go in faith and trust by faith, I noticed, and then there were setbacks and criticism, all these things this resilience began to grow and I started going from one level of faith to a greater level of faith, not by just reading good books about men and women of God, but by being tested. Testing is good for us. God will test faith to strengthen our faith, to refine our faith. Do you really trust me? You start a business and then it's COVID. (laughs) Unable to conceive a child, you go through IVF, you fall pregnant, but then you lose a child. Do we stop? Has God said stop? You start a fitness program, oh this is great, I'm going to have got all these things in place and then you get injured or you get unmotivated. And there is something in the testing. It's not punishment, it's refinement. God is wanting to strengthen us and to prepare us for, for what lies ahead. Now you look at Abraham, he was not perfect, he didn't pass every test. There was a point, it's like, look, we believe in God's promise. But maybe it's not through Sarah. Abraham had a, an Egyptian servant, beautiful lady called Hagar. Between Abraham and Sarah, well, maybe, maybe sleep with her and we'll get the child. Oh, if you say so. Ishmael. There's a child. Yeah, but it's not the promised child. I'll look after that child and things will come out of that child but it's Sarah, it's your wife, she's getting older, I know but all things are possible. You know you look at the Hall of Fame and you know look at all these great athletes and musicians, I'm yet to read about one who had an easy life, they all had setbacks, they all had critics and opposition. People said Michael Jordan isn't tall enough. A lot of people said Bono cannot sing well enough. Some people said Lady Gaga isn't pretty enough. People said Shane Warne is too slow to play AFL and the list goes on and on and on. Every person of faith that are doing things for God and His glory and the expansion of the kingdom All of us have stories of being tested, praying for breakthroughs and there is no breakthrough, praying for healing, praying for salvation for a loved one and we're we're believing, we're believing year after year there is no breakthrough but the breakthrough is in the resilience. I'm just going to keep believing, I'm going to keep praying, I'm going to keep stepping out. And that makes the reward even sweeter. When we go through a time of testing and we just get more resilient and more determined and we just keep, I'm not putting faith in faith, I'm putting my faith in Jesus. He said it, I believe it, that settles it. Word of a great man of faith, and it's not Rob Mason. It's all it is. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. The faith lesson. We only need faith when we hit our boundaries of doubt and fear. Sometimes we go through times of doubt and think, oh no, it's so bad. No, it's part of faith. You're hitting a ceiling. It's okay. Still believe. It's okay to have times of doubt. It's okay to have, fear. just keep believing, keep believing. You'll find that ceiling over time actually becomes a platform for greater things. The ceiling becomes the ground floor after a few years. And then you go through another ceiling, another ground floor. It's just, just before Abraham... And Sarah had their first child. I mean, we're, we're talking, Abraham was nearly 100, Sarah's nearly 90. And once again, God said, you're going to have a child. You know, after 25 years of hearing that, it got to the point Sarah heard about it. And she just, <laughs> yeah, right. Abraham laughed, Sarah laughed, and then God said these words to Abraham. Is anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> mm. so good. So good. Yeah, okay. I mean, there are times you got to laugh, praying and believing, and no breakthrough, and it's just like, oh God, really? <laughs> you, 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 you don't want me to write a book? I mean, that's ridiculous. You're not going to write it on your own. I'll show you. I'll inspire you. Oh. You're going to grow this church, Lord? <laughs> really? I mean, what we're we doing like, we're doing all these things, amazing things, and we don't know what. <laughs> Is anything too hard for the Lord? God gets the last laugh. Mm -hmm. The reward will come through the testing. So personally, what are you going through right now that in the natural, it's impossible? You've tried it. And the Lord will say, not to cause you to doubt, or become cynical, but to stir faith. Is anything too hard for the Lord? May that question stir you and stir this church. There is more to come to the glory of God.
0: We really hope you got a lot out of this message.